Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. Disney CEO Bob Iger extends his contract until 2018. I'm being told to hold the puppy up. Um, Brazilian tourists are being targeted for robberies in Orlando. And we have a very interesting top 10 threads from Disboards.com for the month of September to talk about. And a little later on, we're going to discuss how we all became Disney fans. That was the subject of the show this past weekend at the New England Disney to raise money for Give Kids the World. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 745 for the week of October 7, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. I had my timing off because I don't have my, <clears throat> my headphones. I can't hear the music. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. And for those of you watching, this is the newest member of the podcast team. Mm. This is Abigail, our little golden retriever pup that we just got. She's nine weeks old. And she's a very good girl, as you can see from the way she's letting me hold her right now. Um, trust me, she gets very wily. But she's a really good girl, and we're really, really thrilled to have her. Uh, it took me two years to get a new puppy. <laughs> oh, she's the best. Um, it took me two years to get a new puppy after we had uh, had to have Max put down. Um, so really, really happy to have her. So this is Abigail. She is not going to be staying in the studio just yet for the duration of the show. There's too much for her to get into. So once she gets a little older, then you will hear her clacking around the floor like you did with Max. But for now... Uh, Uncle Dustin is going to take her back to her kennel and uh, let her let her play. Okay. So here you go. There's Uncle John <laughs> and on to Uncle Dustin. And I'll tell you, we're very lucky, very lucky that she has been so good at going outside. Good. <laughs> We've had some accidents in the house, but. Generally speaking, she's really good about going outside. She wasn't so. loud. She didn't bark. She didn't make a sound. No, she, she is so it. good. She is so good. She was like that from the minute we, we got her. Um, on the drive home, I bonded with that dog. I just Aww. She loves to cuddle. She loves to you know, cuddle up in your neck. And, um, but she's, you know, she's a puppy, so she's very playful, and she's biting. And, yeah, she has you know, sharp little teeth. She has a little razor blades for teeth, yeah. <laughs> but uh, all right, well, welcome to the show, everyone. It's great to uh, be here. Um, I am sorry I missed the New England meet. You guys were all up there and uh, looked to have a great time. And I mm-hmm. understand quite a lot of money was raised. I just got the grand total. <clears throat> After everything was taken care of, it was $21,127. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Great job. Uh, Tara DeBona <clears throat> pointed out that the Dismeets, I this is the figure she gave, was now up to about $116,000. For New England? No, New England, New Jersey, um, Indianapolis, Nova Scotia. Nova Scotia. Indy. There was some other meet she wasn't sure of that she wasn't keeping track of at the time. But since she's been kind of you know, keeping a mental run, running total, 160000 160, 160. No, 116. 116, okay. And it was wonderful. Everybody, there were several people there from other meets, and during her introductions, everybody got everybody stood up and got recognized at the welcome dinner. Oh, that's really awesome. Nice thing to do. Awesome. I'm really sorry that uh, I couldn't make it, but, um, you know, I, I'm just now kind of getting over the jet lag from... Uh, 
uh, from Europe, and I just the thought of getting on another plane. We also had to give kids the world family there. I understand. I heard Andrew. Terrific touch. Andrew went home with I think 175, 180 hearts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, great job, uh, you guys. Really appreciate it. You know what? I didn't even do the introductions, did I? My friends, John Magi, Kevin Close, Teresa Eccles, Kathy Whirling, back in the production nook, our producer, Dustin West, with associate producers, Craig Williams and Sean Thompson. Yeah, the dog threw me off. Um, and uh, so I'm... Um, and I'm trying to kill my screensaver here so I can keep my script up. All right, in housekeeping, I've uh, got a couple things we want to talk about. Um, speaking of Give Kids the World's Meet, World Meets, uh, the Arizona Meet coming up. Um, they're having the welcome dinner Friday night at Dave & Buster's and the main event on Saturday. And uh, they are going to be doing something unique. They're going to be putting their auction items that they have for the meet up online for people to be able to bid on if you can't make the meet. So uh, it's www.32auctions.com forward slash azdizmeet. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page, disunplugged.com. And uh, thought that was a, a yeah. great idea to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. And uh, what else do we have? Anything else in housekeeping? I don't have much this week. No, nope. I've got one. Uh, tonight, Sean and I will have another Universal show uh, at 7 o'clock. Uh, we're going to do our new style show at that point, but then afterwards at uh, probably around 8 o'clock, we'll get started on our big show uh, comparing Hollywood's Halloween Horror Nights to ours and kind of going all over that after our big long trip that we had out there last week. That's so right. we got a lot of exciting photos, videos, um, and a lot of interesting things to say about it. We were we are shocked at how amazing it was, but we have very interesting opinions. Yes, cool. I think if they say so themselves, <laughs> if they do say so, if they do say so myself. Yeah, an excellent. My job. mom will be It was watching. very nice to meet me. <laughs> uh, I do have. A, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I, was gonna, I, was, I do have a housekeeping, but it's kind of going to wrap into my rapid fire, so don't be surprised when I say I don't have another one. Um, we have enough people to make our second ABD San Francisco LA trip viable. Wow. So if you're interested, Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel. However, I can tell you, more than half is gone. So In a week. Yeah. Yeah, in less than a week. I actually. was just going to say, most of them were by, by Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're interested, it's August 1st through the 9th. Watch last week's show and you'll get pricing. Um, so if you're interested, yeah. And that's my rapid fire also. Just to remind everybody, that's, uh, start, that trip starts in San Francisco. With a tour of the uh, Disney Family Museum, a private tour of the Disney Family Museum, and the Napa th- Valley, Napa Valley, which you know I don't drink, so that's nice for and the, the other thing, wine right, people. The great thing is you're staying at the Fairmont. The Fairmont is like well, let's hope it's better than the Fairmont in Vancouver because the Fairmont in Vancouver was garbage. Okay, um, well, I'm excited about staying at the uh, the Fairmont in San Francisco. It's kind of like the oldest hotel. No, it is. It's a it's, you know it's a fabled hotel to, right. in, in San Francisco to be sure. But I'm just saying I'm, I haven't been overly impressed with Fairmont. But the big thing about this trip, the big thing about this trip is Lucasfilms. We get a tour of Lucasfilms, which a is private, not done. Tour. Which is not done, except on this trip, now, on these I tours. Need, I do need to let, let people know that there will be an additional 100 to $150 that would be necessary after the cost of your trip 
in, or above the cost of your trip, there will be an internal flight from San Francisco to L.A. Uh, the one that is going in July, the flight actually turned out to be $135.10. But it we're all on one plane, and we all travel together. And that's how we can push these two trips together. And yeah, the reason, the reason for that being, as Kevin just said, these are actually two separate trips that Disney offers. You've got the San Francisco trip and, of course, the Backstage Magic. We've worked with ABD. Kevin has worked with ABD to marry those two trips together. So we get to see San Francisco, and we get to do the full Backstage Magic. Uh, the first one uh, that takes place over the 60th, uh, anniversary of Disneyland sold out in minutes. Um, and this one's selling pretty well too. So, uh, if you're interested in joining us, Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel dot com, he will get you in. And I think we'll have another full uh, another full boat for that. Exactly. So very excited, very excited. Thank you everyone. For, and if you've, so, thank you everyone for signing up because it means I get to do this trip twice. Yeah. If you've already emailed me, I have your information. Don't worry about it. If you've already sent me an email, I've got everybody's. Everybody that sent an email about this particular departure, I mean. So you don't have to worry. There's still more seats, though. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Anything else? Yes, I have something. Um, uh, For those of you who may know, uh, we also have a Disneyland edition of our podcast. And uh, the host of that show, Tom Bellison, and his synopsis for this week. And on this week's episode of the Disneyland version of the Diz Unplugged, uh, we have Nancy Johnson taking a look at Buena Vista Street as part of her in-depth look at shopping in the Disneyland Resort. So that's what's coming up this week on Thursday. Every Thursday, you can find them on uh, DizUnplugged.com for the Disneyland. And you can also subscribe to them on iTunes. That's right. All right. Thank you, Dustin. Anything else? Uh, The Delaware meet in November. You didn't mention that. Sorry. Yeah. I think it's the 6th or 2nd. So, yeah. Don't forget that one. The 6th of November. Yes, I believe. Yes. Okay. Did I hear a door? No. Okay. sounded like some car got hit outside. Oh, good. Let's mine. Well, yeah. Well, mine are in the driveway, so I'm safe. Um, that's all that matters. Um, all right. We have poll results from last week. We asked the question, what should be the fate of Cirque du Soleil Lanuba at Walt Disney World? 9% of you, only 9%, said this should stay the same, that you're happy with Lanuba the way it is. 27% of you said it should be removed altogether and something entirely different be put in its place. But the vast majority of you feel that at 64% that it should be replaced with a new Cirque du Soleil show. So maybe they need to pay attention mm-hmm. to things like this because, you know, I, again, I haven't seen it. I'm just not a fan of Cirque generally, but I know that, you know, that's just a personal thing that I, from everyone I've talked to, it's amazing. So, and it's been amazing and it's done really well, but they're having to do all these discounts and dump their prices and do all these specials. Maybe they just need to get the hint that it's time to do a new show and they'll make a lot of money because I think people and people, I know people that have seen this like 10 times. Oh, wow. They go back and they go back and they go back. And I think, you know, (laughs) if you put something new in there, they do tweak it a little bit. Every once in a while, they'll add something new. Um, it's been a while, but yeah, they it added. Needs, it needs more than that, right? Though. They added the yeah. guys on the bikes and stuff. Yes, but Mystere has been playing in Las Vegas since eighteen twelve, <laughs> and O has been there for 
more than 10 years. I, I don't think anything new other than a Cirque du Soleil show will actually come there. It is a purpose-built theater. Right. So it would be very hard to find. Um, at one time, we were able to take tours of it. And the, um, the backstage is amazing, but it's amazing because it was built for Cirque du Soleil. There's a full training facility back there for tumbling and juggling and flying from curtains and things like that. What do you think those Which we do all the time. Yeah. As we do. What do you think those little Chinese girls with the yo-yos are going to do if they close the show? Because <laughs> they've been eight years old go, for the yeah. last 20 years. <laughs> they're going to go back to middle school. <laughs> um, and uh, we have a winner uh, that we pick at random every week or most weeks when we remember. Um, from the people who answer our polls this week, it's Ashley Ryder. Ashley, you have a $50 Disney gift card coming to you. And we also neglected to pull one for last week. So, Marianne Sherman, uh, you're also going to get a $50 Disney gift card. Like I said, we do it every week uh, from a random draw of the people that answer our poll. Pull your name. You get a $50 Disney gift card. It's really simple. We'll have next week's poll at the end of this show. Um, All right. And if there's nothing else in housekeeping, we're going to go ahead and move into the news. All right. Our first news story. Disney CEO Bob Iger's contract has been extended. Walt Disney's top executive's contract was extended for an additional two years. The Disney board announced last Thursday that CEO Bob Iger will remain in his position through June of 2018. Iger, who makes a base salary of $2.5 million a year, had planned to step down as CEO next year and as chairman in 2016. However, after the company's acquisition of Lucasfilm, he decided to stay. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's what intrigues me. I mean, look, I, I'm not in any particular rush to see Iger go. He's been really right. good. Um, you know, uh, not, it wasn't, it's not like what it was at the end of Eisner's term when, I mean, really, the, the villagers were wielding pitchforks mm-hmm. and torches and trying to drive him out, led by none other than Roy Disney. Um, to get him out, um, Walt's nephew. But that's not the case with Iger. Iger, you know, relatively popular, does a great job. Um, I just find it interesting because he decided on his own that he was going to leave next year. And now with the acquisition of Lucasfilms, does he feel that, you know, do you think he feels that there's a need for continuity and management while they, you know, integrate Lucasfilm into the company? Do you think that could be the reason why? I, I do not know what's going on in his head. I imagine the board is probably just just wants him on because he's doing so well for the company and he's producing really great returns. He wants to make sure Jar Jar Binks isn't coming back. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a look at what's happened in his um, in his run as CEO. I mean, not only has he acquired a lot of properties like Marvel, Lucasfilm, Club Penguin, whatever you want to consider it, but he's actually done something with those properties in the short time that he really in the grand scheme of things, the short time that he's been, if they could only build a parking garage as quickly as they could make a Marvel movie, (laughs) right? um, We'd be in great shape. Honestly, sorry, I'm just going to, I got to turn the air conditioning up here. It's really warm in here and I don't think we turned it up before. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that this is, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of, they really want him to stay around. So they're trying to do everything they can to keep his contract his contract going. I don't know that there's a number two who's ready to take it over. Well, the, the running, the running speculation, uh, speculation is that it's between Skaggs and Rasulo. Rus- uh, yeah. mm-hmm. 
Um, and those are the two that have been quote unquote groomed. That's why they switched places a few years ago. One went to finance, one went, became parks and resorts. Jay Rasulo had been over parks and resorts for a while. Um, and the whole idea was to keep the two of them, you know, grooming the both of them mm-hmm. to see who would, who would win. And I think it's just going to come down to a blood, fe- a blood battle in the parking lot in Burbank. Yeah. And whoever oh, comes wow. out alive, that would be awesome, whoever comes that? out alive wins, uh, you know, win, wins Iger's job. But, um, you know, like I said, you know, I'm not particularly upset that Iger's staying on. He's been great for the stock. He's been great for the company, generally speaking. I agree. And uh, what he has done with the acquisition, I mean, his first, really, his first official act when he took over for Eisner was ac- acquiring Pixar. Because mm-hmm. Eisner had completely poisoned that relationship with Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs hated Eisner. And there was no way, that's why that contract was going away. How long has Iger been in? When did he start? Oh, wow. When did Eisner go? 2002, 2003, something like that? Uh, no, I think it was even later than that because we lived here when Eisner was still in charge. So maybe 2004, 2005. Okay. But Eisner, I mean, Eisner had used up all goodwill pretty much. And honestly, I think in retrospect, you know, maybe that was a little unfair because you look at what he did. Right. Eisner did what he had to do. Eisner brought the company back from a really bad situation and made it profitable and started to grow it, but he, he kind of he did as much as he could have done. So, so oh, interesting. We'll see. We'll see All what right. happens. And I'll, I'll tell you something else. Just briefly, I, I've got to figure out somewhere to throw this in. When you talk about the integration of Marvel into the Disney universe, I mean, the movies have been amazing. I actually just finally got to watch all three Iron Man movies this weekend. Aren't they good? Oh, they're amazing. Love them. Oh my yeah. god, they're so good. And the Avengers too was yeah, great. Yeah, they're all good. But I also uh, picked up um, the day we got the dog. Uh, while they were getting her ready, ran around the corner to GameStop and uh, picked up Disney Infinity 2.0, the, which has the, all the Marvel characters in it. Unbelievable! It is so much. They 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 really learned a lot from the first one. And integrated a lot of it. But the way they're integrating these characters into the Disney universe is absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I can understand why he might want to stay on to make sure the integration of Star Wars into the Disney universe is done. And I think this may be an indication that he's got big plans. You know, we keep hearing about uh, we keep hearing about, you know, Star Wars land at Hollywood Studios. I think it's going to be a lot more than that. Oh, and that might be why he's staying on. So, I mean, he's got they've got three films in the works. They have that new TV series that's going to be based. No, I'm on, talking about the theme parks. I'm saying, I they think have all be. of that going on too. You know, we're going to he's going to capitalize it on games and theme parks and everything else he can. Now that'll be well. They have already hinted that Disney Infinity 3.0 uh, is going to be Star Wars. Yeah, next mm. year. So. All right. All right, our next news story. This this might be a reason why he's staying on is our next news story. <laughs> Rising tourism crime against Brazilians could hurt Orlando. An article posted by Grupo Globo, the largest mass media group in Brazil and Teresa's favorite website, states that an increase in the number of burglaries in hotel rooms targeting Brazilians visiting Florida grew to 224 cases, up from 117 in 2012. The article cites the Consulate General of Brazil in Miami as a resource. Uh, the rise in crime, 
rise in crime already is causing problems for Orlando companies catering to Brazilian tourists. This is a quote by Alejandro Pazzini, COO with AMP Group and Perfume Land. <laughs> okay. <laughs> quote, crime you in Brazil. You just made that up. No, no it's in the article. <laughs> it's in the article. Okay. He is the CEO of per- Perfume Land, Teresa. Quote, crime in Brazil is and has always been a very hot and sensitive topic. Since the story was first published last week, we have fielded numerous phone calls from our travel agency partners voicing their concern as well as their passengers over the report. Trip cancellations have already been reported. Representatives from Visit Orlando, the International Drive Resort Area Chamber of Commerce, and the Central Florida Hotels and Lodging Association could not be reached for comment. Well, remember several years ago when there was a rash of crimes against international travelers who were renting cars, and there was a German uh, a German family that was killed uh, in a carjacking uh, because all of our rental cars in those days had rental car mm-hmm. and the license plate. And they also, all, everyone started with the letter Z. A rental license plate started with Z, so it wasn't hard to pick out. And once that news started affecting international tourism to Orlando. It was amazing the changes that got made. So if this is in fact a trend, now I don't know how people would know that this hotel room is occupied by a Brazilian family, per se. I think the other thing (laughs) is, um, back. do you remember back when they told uh, everybody talked about the fact that Orlando was like the murder capital of the world per capita? And then you realized that the statistics took into account residents, that it didn't take into account visitors. And that all of the crime statistics for a very long time don't take into account the visitor population of Orlando. And once you factored in the actual number of people in Orlando, we dropped to like 50th. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think Orlando is um, the 400-pound gorilla that news happens when you put the word Orlando in it. Right. You know, it's bigger mm-hmm. news. If this was, you know, Jacksonville, I don't know that you would have the same news coverage on it that you do here. There's a great deal of hyperbole here. It's at 224 crimes, you know, against people in hotel rooms, and supposedly they're targeting Brazilians. We don't know how they're figuring yeah, out. Yeah, uh, my Brazilians. question would be is that 224 Brazilians that. That's what the article is stating. That 224 Brazilian families were targeted, whatever that means. Well, you know, Does no, that mean that their tour operator <laughs> is telling people, hey, they're on vacation here? There was a, a listener from Great Britain that was in town uh, last month. We happened to run into him uh, at the parks, him and his family. And their hotel room got robbed. I think that's the and other thing I would have to know. Is this 224 Brazilian well, families in one hotel? Maybe that one, oh, one room. I doubt it. There would be one room stop. <laughs> Why does that not happen? Um, or if, is it um, a group of hotels that are being well, used? Well, I'm sure it's, it can't be one hotel. But um, my point being that, you know, you hear this, uh, especially vacation homes. Um, vacation homes are a, are, are a prime target for this, uh, which is why, you know, vacation homes that are gated with around-the-clock security are a good idea. Right, because um, and I'll other- take the opportunity to do the little plug for Dreams Villas, uh, John's company. Um, that's my trust me when I tell you 
that secure those security right. guards. Man, if you're not on the list, you need a passport. You got to they're they're like they're severe. They're like you're not coming anywhere near this. And everybody who stays there, we have to have a rental agreement with them, and it states check-in and check-out time. They will not let you in early unless you have my special permission. They won't let me in at all. <laughs> well, well, you're on the blacklist. <laughs> exactly. There's a picture of you in the guardhouse. With all this being said and sort of the, you know, what I think part of it is hyperbole and, you know, unnecessary uh, worry, one of the things that the article was saying, too, is that, Brazilians tend to spend more per so capita. Thinking, yeah. So maybe somebody would know that and say, listen, I mean, we've all experienced it going to the malls and stuff, and they've got bags and bags and bags of stuff that they purchased because of the uh, you know, the amount that they can get for their dollar here. So maybe there is some truth to the fact that someone's saying, hey, listen, I know that these folks are now staying here and they're in the park and they might be spending a lot and of And all money. someone has to do is go to Florida Mall and find one of these groups and follow the bus back to wherever they're going. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you True. know that they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in one of our local malls and have now gone back to their hotel. Right. Um, and high dollar stuff, too. Yeah, not You're cheap talking. stuff, yeah. Right. Well, it, it doesn't even, it seems like more of a coincidence because, of course, the number is going to go up because there's more Brazilians and other, uh, other foreigners coming in to Disney World more than ever since I've been down here. I mean, right. just four years ago when I moved down here seemed like it was a pretty even split. Now I would say it's almost 75% on an average time. Brazilians, uh, British, any South American country are coming over here compared to what actual Well, that's American because that's here. the weakness of the dollar. Yeah. The weakness of the dollar, especially for Great Britain, where pretty much, you know, one British pound will buy you a car here now. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's absurd, the exchange rate. Um, that they get so for them in particular, but the dollar with the dollar being weak, yes, that has attracted a lot more international tourists, which has been good for the economy here in specific. Um, in fact, I think that that rise that you're talking about in international tourism uh, here has probably saved this town through the recession, because if not for that, this would have been this could have been ugly. This could have been a lot uglier than it was here in Orlando. I know other parts of the country that certainly wasn't the case, but I think Orlando was spared the worst of it. As a re- and we still got hit, but we were spared the worst of it in large measure because of the number of international tourists coming over, which is why, whether or not it's hyperbolic or, or based on facts, if that's what's going around and that's the perception in Brazil, you better believe it's being taken seriously here. Because that's one thing this state does not mess with is its tourism. Mm -hmm. They know that's what butters the bread. And they do not mess around when it comes to tourism, things like this, crime, stuff like that. That stuff they take real seriously. Um, Well, that's like, you know, Kevin has a good point. You put Orlando in front of anything. Um, My father just talked to my father the other day and he goes, I understand it's flooding in Orlando. Oh, yeah. You know, so anywhere across the country or around the world where there's any mention of Orlando, immediately people think, oh, Walt Disney World's having trouble. Mm-hmm. So, well, we saw that when, with, you know, when we had those outbreaks of the fires. Right. And, you know, there'd be a fire in DeLand, and they'd be talking about it on CNN, and there's a picture of Disney World that's <laughs> 40 miles away. Yeah. Um, and, but, you know, that's, that's the, the, the image they present. Um, I just want you to know that that's true in other places. One of the times when we were in Italy, there was flooding in the Cinque Terre region of Italy. And several people on the trip got calls from their loved ones at home. This was hundreds of miles from where we were. 
are you guys okay? Yeah. So just, you know, a mention of something like weather or crime could affect tourism in general for Walt Disney World. So interesting. Now, this next story is I, I find very interesting. It is interesting. Uh, Julia Pearson on Secret Service. Quote, we need to be more like Disney World. Now, was this before or after she was fired? This was after, as a matter of fact. Well, I don't know when the exact statement was made, but this article seemed to come out afterwards. Recently replaced Secret Service Director Julia Pearson told colleagues that the Secret Service needed to be, quote, more like Disney World. Quote, we need to be more like Disney World. Uh, we need to be more friendly and inviting. She to who? The guys with guns that they yeah. led into the elevator next to the President of the yep. United States? Or to the guy who jumps the fence that gets to the East Room of the White House and you go, oh, while the President's daughter is home mm-hmm. before anybody takes this guy out? So how, how inviting does she need to be? I just want to go on record that when I become President, I do not want you to be like Walt Disney World. I want you to be like Universal on Halloween Horror Nights. That's how I want to be. <laughs> right? That's who she should be looking at. Uh, Pearson previously worked as a Disney World costume character. I guess that qualifies you for the job. In 2007, <laughs> Pearson said, quote, I started off in the parking lot, advanced to watercraft. And uh, then I became the director of the Secret <laughs> Service. And they wonder why people are breaking into the White House unobstructed. You know? Oh, my God. Sorry, Garrett. I think the experience of dealing with large crowds at the park had a good flu- influence on my ability to do that sort of work with the Secret Service. Apparently not. And here's where it gets good. Obama accepted Pearson's resignation Wednesday, one day after enduring a bipartisan grilling from lawmakers at the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee hearing on her agency's inability to stop Omar Gonzalez from scaling the White House fence and entering the president's residence. Maybe they all should have magic bands (laughs) to get into the White House. Well... You know, from a security standpoint, you know, the government has, after 9-11, one of the first places uh, the government went to learn about securing high-traffic areas was Disney World. Mm -hmm. Um, Disney has always been at the forefront of security and, you know, on managing large numbers of people. Um, So I don't, you know, it doesn't surprise me that she would say this. Um, what you know? What does surprise me, though, is that um, you know she was brought in to replace the guy that was in charge when the Secret Service agents were bringing hookers down to Latin America in advance of a presidential trip. They were getting drunk, they were getting stoned, and they were with hookers. Um, and well, she that's was welcoming. The, yeah, that's welcoming. Welcome and to the she family was, show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> if she, they just put a what are you celebrating button on, everything would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Move it, shake it. <laughs> Move it, shake it, celebrate it. Move it, shake it, shoot it. Um, but I, uh, you know, look, I thought this was a very interesting a very interesting article. And like I said, I wondered whether or not she had said this before or after. She was fired. I don't think the Secret Service needs to be like Disney World. I don't think the Secret Service needs to be more welcoming and inviting. The secret You have to be afraid for your life with the Secret Service. That's what it needs to be. In what so, way? yeah, it needs to be more like, like the security at Halloween Horror Nights, which you can't, get a, uh, you can't get a camera in. In what way does she mean that, though? Does it clarify that in any yeah, way? She says uh, we need to be more friendly and inviting. To who? Yeah, <laughs> to I, that's the, the part I don't get. <laughs> But I thought you don't it was want to funny. Fear them. Don't, don't I want thought to it fear was, them. but I thought it was funny that 
you know, she had, you know, she worked in parking, she worked mm-hmm. in watercraft, she worked as a costume character at Disney World. And, you know, be interesting to know what the career progression was where you start there and end up as the director of the Secret Service. Now, when I read this, I kind of took it in an entirely different direction when I read the article. Uh, There is security throughout Disney World that you don't know is even there. Oh, yeah. And that's that's how I that's what I took it. That's what I wondered. That's not what you said. She didn't say we should be stealth and, you know, unassuming. She said we should be friendly and inviting. Like, if she would have said this before any controversy, if she would say, I was trying to make it like Disney World, and you thought of their security, that would be one thing. But then when she said friendly and inviting, it's like, no. That threw me off. That's what threw me off Maybe they should sell glow stuff. Yeah. (laughs) And we were in Europe when the whole thing was going on with the guy who scaled the fence. Wasn't there a second one who just came to light that they were in, he mm-hmm. was in an elevator with the president well this all. yeah the president was doing something in georgia i believe and there was an armed security contractor who had not been cleared by the secret service that got onto the elevator with him they didn't even know he was armed until they told him to stop and he didn't and they pulled him and they checked him this guy got he was three inches away from the President of the United States with a weapon, and the Secret Service didn't know who the hell he was. Did he mean harm? No, he didn't. Okay. He didn't. But that doesn't matter. Right. 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 But also, then there's the story of the guy that parked outside the White House, fired shots that hit the residents where the kids were at the time. Now, thankfully, it's ballistic glass, so nothing broke. But the, 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 the Secret Service didn't even know that this had happened until four days later. They were saying, no, no shots were fired, no shots. Were, and then they're finding empty bullet casings on the Truman balcony, for God's sake. Do they do cutbacks? Remember, there's just nobody there? Or what? I don't know. That's Wanda weird. Sykes says the most dangerous person in the world is the guy with the leaf blower doing the, the lawn. He could get up next to the president, and no one would even <laughs> stop him. So... Interesting. I thought that was uh, given, you know, so much about the Secret Service and the news, especially this week, that she would make that statement and uh, just wonder if that may have been the reason why she's not employed anymore. Um, Well, now, you know, she's free now. She can she can work food and wine. Um, (laughs) That's seasonal. That's seasonal. uh, Yeah, well, they're going to have to ease her back in. You know, they have to ease her back in. And the parking lot's just too much. All right. Thank you. Thank you, John, for the news. We're going to move on. To caption this, uh, last week we had a picture of Kevin taken from our ABD trip in Italy. And uh, it was a great picture of Kevin. And we got some great uh, responses to this. The first one uh, was a meme put together by Tom Stowe. And uh, we'll have to put these up on the show notes page so the people listening can go see it. Uh, He made some changes to the picture and Italian Vogue. It's Kevin with platinum blonde hair. That's an idea. <laughs> you can go platinum. Um, our uh, The meme monster himself, Mark Joe Friday, has uh, two images, uh, one on top of the other. One is from uh, the news team at uh, on the show Family Guy saying, and now we go live to our reporter in the field, Kevin Close, mm-hmm. for review of Epcot's new Canadian Lumberjack show. And below it, picture the picture we put up of Kevin mm-hmm. just says, hated it. Um, and then uh, Bob Dentremont, uh, after two solid minutes of being surrounded by strangers, Kevin gives his safe signal to be rescued by John. <laughs> <laughs> um, so those were fun. There was some. There were some really good ones. Those were. Those were fun. Thank you. Um, 
Did we ever pull aware in the world? Couldn't couldn't find it. Oh, we did. No, I didn't. I email it to you. Mm, not okay, we have aware in the world to go up. It'll be on the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/disunplugged. Uh, check it out a little later on the night. Uh, we'll have it up there. Remember the one I showed you yesterday? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, apparently not, but okay. <laughs> um, but we do have one to go up. So there'll be aware in the world. We just want you to take a guess where in the world you think this picture was taken. Mm. So it's kind of simple. It's an easy concept. Easy to follow along. All right, so let's move on to rapid fire, and we will start with Johnny. Okay. I have the most grossest rapid fire ever. <laughs> Walt Disney World donates 25,000 pairs of socks used, used to local <laughs> charities. Um, all summer, guests at Disney Hollywood Studios had the chance to ice skate at the Frozen Summer Fun event. Included in the cost of skating was, uh, were the rentals of the skates as well as a pair of socks. Oh, please. But with any guests who did not need their socks or take them home... Oh, I thought you were going to tell me after they were done skating, they put them in a bag and sent them to the homeless. Yeah, have, so far, uh, I'm going back. Let me read it word for word because I tried to paraphrase and now I'm off, totally off. Included in the cost of skating was skate rental and a pair of socks. Since many guests came to the parks in sandals, Disney began to collect the socks that guests didn't keep, and so far has been able to donate twenty five thousand pairs. So they of really socks. are used socks. Yes, they are used mm-hmm. socks of local charities. Mm-hmm. Disney's textile services department learned of the socks first, which were then donated to Harvest Time International, Community Hope Center, the Coalition for the Homeless, and the Osceola Council of Aging, all of which are being treated for foot and fungus disease. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I before we get into the discussion on this, I had to create the slide that's behind you for oh, this. Oh, I see it. I was and, I had to make a creative choice. Um, I either Google image search dirty socks, which don't Google image search dirty <laughs> socks, <laughs> or just put up the nice picture of the ice skater. Why do I feel like it was one of uh, Dustin's saved files? Um, <laughs> and uh, now, now, over the holidays, what they're going to be doing is asking you to donate your used underwear <laughs> to send to the homeless. So, And the homeless really appreciate that. <laughs> Well, they donate, the, like, when people throw their jackets off at the marathon, they donate the jackets and stuff. It's different. It's a little different. Well, yeah, it is, but really. Would you wear a used jacket, or would you wear used underwear? Oh, no, no, let's not even go wear the underwear. Okay. But the socks, I, I don't know. I just figure if they laundered them. How Only long were your once. feet in the socks? Yeah. Does it matter? <laughs> For socks, I don't think. Now, look, Maybe I was homeless at one point in my life. There were, and there were certain things that you need to do and take when you're homeless. Skip the socks. Yeah, okay. Skip the socks. So. I thought some, you know, if you're sitting out there and you're cold, <coughs> you wouldn't care. Also, the point, the point can be made that, you know, with the bazillions of dollars in profit Disney World makes, buy 25,000 right. pairs oh, of socks. Oh, yeah. For each pair yeah. of socks. Yeah. Um, they can do that, too. You know. Gets at the skating rink, donate a pair of clean socks. I thought you were going to say the people that didn't take the socks could take the socks and put them fresh and clean in a box. And That's what I donated. thought it was going to say, too. Yeah. But then That's the, the story went in an entirely different direction. Well, why publicize that you did that? Then? Why not just give 25,000? Because if it because then falls, the, nobody knows. You don't get the PR bump. I want to know who already had socks but chose to put on the socks they were given just to dirty them up and then give them to charity. Mm. It's made it sound like it was people who had like uh, flip flops on. 
and decided I don't need these socks. They weren't British, so I decided not to wear the socks and the flip flops. I just want to know if they're they, those weird little pantyhose ones that you get at the shoe store that you use to try on shoes, <laughs> <laughs> or if they were actual socks. Hey, what caliber of socks were these? Caliber. All right, I have talked about this enough. Thank you, John. You're very welcome. I don't have any. His oh, that's right. He did his in housekeeping. But if you want to go on the ABD trip, right to Kevin at Dreams Unlimited Travel, <laughs> we will give you clean socks. <laughs> no, we won't. Oh. Give you John's used socks. Oh. All right, Kevin, thank you. Teresa? John's used socks. Um, the Magic is coming back to Port Canaveral on October 26th. And because of this, the Dream will now no longer be a Sunday, Thursday cruise, it will be a Monday, Friday cruise. And so we've got the Magic and the Fantasy weekends alternating Eastern and Western Caribbeans. And we've got the Dream on a Monday and a Friday rotation. Because of this, the Welcome Center is changing. We're no longer closed on Mondays because we want to be there when the Dream um, guests come in. So we're going to be closed now on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So Monday, Thursday, and Friday will be 9 to 5. Weekends is 9 to 3. So we'd like to be there when the... And I'm excited about the Magic coming back. Excellent. That's nice. You also wanted to mention, too, we have a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. Yeah, we do. Center. We have um, Allison Raver, who's a Dreams client, is helping us at Dreams the Welcome Center. Dreams agent. I'm sorry, yeah, Dreams agent, helping us at the Welcome Center during our busy time um, the rest of this Which year. Which seems to be like all the time. It is, but so. it's really picked this, up a yeah, lot. Incredibly busy. This yeah, and she was so excited She uh, um, when someone comes in to visit uh, and they tell me that they're a Dreams client, I always ask them who their agent is. And Allison was standing next to me, and her client came in, and it was just, it was, I think it was shocking for both of them to realize, oh my gosh, my client is standing here, and here's my agent. And it was nice. It was a nice little, little visit. So, well, cool. We found out the, at the meet this weekend, too. Kevin met a client that he's had for a long time. Yeah. Never met before. It was really nice to meet somebody that, you know, you've talked to for a long time. I, lo- I love it. I love it when one of my clients comes in. and I love when anybody's comes in, but if it's mine, it's just, you know, I give them extra gifts. I was just saying, reminding them that Dreams Unlimited <laughs> Travel clients get a special gift. They do, and they're awesome gifts. Awesome. So, if you actually, if you want to head out to the Disboards.com a Welcome Center, it's uh, 6550 North Atlantic Avenue in Cape Canaveral. And uh, Teresa's there, and Allie is there, and, and Stan, you and Stan, Stan is Stan, there. Yeah. And uh, we have coffee and soft drinks and snacks and toys for the kids. and It's fun. All sorts of stuff. And come yeah. say hello. Come say hello. It's worth the stop. It is. I it think. is. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Kathy Worley. I have Disney has released two discounts within the last couple of days. Right now, they're just for Disney Visa card holders. We have a room-only offer that's good for starting January 5th, and it goes through, um, I have to count, March 28th, 2015. At the Deluxes, you can get up to 30% off. There's some exceptions. The Animal Kingdom Lodge, um, usually on concierge level, and the villas, you won't be able to get a discount. The moderates are up to 20%. The exceptions there are French Quarter and Coronado Springs. We're also hearing Port Orleans Riverside is not included. The values are up to 20%, 15% on weekends, and All Star Movies only has a 15% discount. That's for room only, and then Monday. 
they came out with Play, Stay, and Dine that you can save up to $600. Um, that's supposed to come out to the general public. It's expected to come out on the 9th. So if you don't have a Disney Visa, you can take care yeah, of that Yeah, it was one. released yesterday, Monday, for Disney Visa cardholders. Yeah. And it's a discounted package that includes tickets, dining, and hotel accommodations. And it's good for stays most nights from 1214 to 12:20 of this year and then 1:5 to 3:7 of 2015 you need to have at least a 3 night stay, 2 day tickets and the Disney dining plan. So, a stay at a value resort can have any of the dining plans. Is the typeface big enough on that? Yes. But see, <laughs> can I can I can I just share with people? Oh my god. <laughs> okay. But wait, wait, I did a smaller one too. It's the same thing. That's smaller? Yeah. Where did you find cue cards? She did. Yeah, really? She did 20 instead of 22 font. I she's did. The, she's exactly. the opposite of Bob. Opposite of Bob that had to have the, the print to, to save paper. He had the print this small. But then he would take a highlighter and highlight the entire page. But you have to. This is what confused. I can't do this. Where you, you're recycling? Sure. Or something on the back that I get I'm all confused. I'm saving a tree. Well. <laughs> Trees. However, she's willy-nilly with the ink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Dustin. Yeah, so we have uh, good news for uh, those of you who may be staying at the Boardwalk Resort um, over the fall or those of you who want to go to the Boardwalk for breakfast because the Flying Fish is now uh, offering um, breakfast uh, for October 1st through December 7th of this year. And uh, some of the items will be, or first of all, it's at 7.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. And some of the items uh, will be a frittata with roasted red pepper and prosciutto, waffle with tiramisu, some word that's in Italian I can't say, and soft polenta with fennel sausage and much more for breakfast at uh, the boardwalk. Every dish will have fish in it. Yes. And And much, much more. (laughs) <laughs> much, much more. So, Try to do that word you couldn't pronounce. Uh, I will do my best if I can pull it up. In context, it was waffle with tiramisu mascarpone. Mascarpone. Oh, yeah. mascarpone. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I said it. Yep. Cheese. <laughs> is yeah. it cheese? It's cheese. soft, cheese. good cheese. Yeah. It is. Okay, so that's my rapid fire is flying fish during the fall. We'll have uh, breakfast. An Italian lesson. Yes, indeed. I guess they just need some more options during the Where's busier holiday. Where's the biscuits holiday. and the gravy? You know, just give me a good... That's a Cracker Barrel if you want to get I know. It. Yeah. I'll be there. All right. Thank you, Dustin. You're very right. welcome. Okay. So, um, on starting October 6th, there's going to be Haunted Mansion <laughs> attraction poster shirts coming to Disney, uh, Disney online store. Um, and it'll be available from the 6th to the 12th, kind of like they've done with all the attraction poster shirts. Um, but more exciting, uh, just yesterday, on Monday, the new Haunted Mansion store, the Memento Mori, has finally opened up before apparently it was like uh, soft open kind of for special yeah, it wasn't events supposed to stuff. open until December. Well, it it opened. Yeah, it's soft opening. Looks at some great looking mm-hmm. stuff yeah, in there, too. Yeah, really the merchandise is amazing. Um, right now, there's a purchase limit of six items per style, per day, per guest. Um, for everything in the store but there, there's a lot of amazing stuff that's in there and just judging by the pictures I've seen on Twitter that 
that some uh, some people have been posting. It also looks like there's a lot of interactive elements in the store, kind of stuff you might see in like the the Harry Potter please, style stores. Please let this be an, a huge success yeah. and let it carry over to other places and other attractions. I, I think it will. I'm so mean, sick and tired of that homogenized merchandise. <laughs> this is, you know, they're so they're really going out on a limb here by doing this attraction specific merchandise. And I'm I, not sure the Haunted Mansion is so much out on a limb. They know that stuff's going to sell. I think they put their toe in the water with the co-op marketplace. Mm. They really went out there and they got some really great Kevin John for that. has some of his items in there, too. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. You see both our heads is, turn when she all said all I that? I think of is, I hope they took their sock off they put their, before they put their toe in the water and then they donated <laughs> the sock. <laughs> Sorry. What is the significance behind the name? You can go today, and then it'll be Tuesdays with Memento Mori. Uh, you are just holding out of that one, aren't you? <laughs> You've been practicing that one. <laughs> you got to pay me for that soft lob. Tuesdays with Memento I think it means Memento's of death, but I'm not a thousand percent of that. Oh, Sean's so happy. He's so happy with himself. He's just giddy. All right. All right, thank you, Craig. Sean. All right, so the first one... <laughs> Uh, the first one is the Lumberjack Show has opened up at uh, mm-hmm. the Canada Pavilion in Epcot. And I haven't personally seen it yet, but I saw some video, heard some video, um, and some clips. And from what I hear, it's unbelievably loud. There's chainsaws. And there's <laughs> Nothing's more soothing as you walk around Epcot World Showcase than chainsaws. Exactly. So I'm not sure how I feel about it. I don't know how long it's going to last, if it's so loud. And I mean, people used to complain about off-kilter being loud. So I can't imagine how chainsaws are Is it on be. that same stage? The yeah. same stage. I think it's kind of... They're doing some stuff off the stage, though. I think the, the main carving with they're the... running at you with running the... Running running at you. <laughs> I was going to say, they're coming at you with The chainsaw. triage is just off stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and then my, my main one is FastPass Plus required to ride Toy Story Midway Mania this week. So Disney's in the process of another test, and this time, um, Thursday, through Thursday, October 9th, guests will only be able to ride Midway Mania if they have secured a FastPass Plus reservation in advance. I'm glad so, you mentioned okay. that. Yeah, so am I. Mm. Let me know when you're done. All right. Uh, all right, I'm done. That's okay. exactly <laughs> All right, first of all, first of all, when I read this yesterday, that they were requiring FastPass as a test on Toy Story Mania, arguably one of the most popular attractions at Walt Disney World. No, not arguably. It is one of the most popular attractions at Walt Disney World. Routinely, a standby line of an hour, an hour and a half, easily, uh, even on slow days. Um, the words that came into my head when I heard about this test were tone deaf. Tone deaf on Disney's part. Those of us that like Fast Pass Plus and like the Magic Bands and like what you're doing with My Disney Experience have been defending this by saying to people that complain that they can only get three Fast Passes a day on the system that, well, you know, there is still the line, the standby line that you can wait on. You don't have to not experience a ride because you don't get to walk right on. Um, And I'm going to talk about this in a little bit, too, because we have some interesting threads that bubbled to the surface uh, last month on Disboards. But now you're testing out taking away the standby line? And I think what, what probably happened was there was a Disney executive in charge of this stuff that was walking or through the park one day, fell and hit his head and got terrible brain trauma and then thought this was a good idea. You already, 30% 
of the threads, the top threads on Disboards are complaining about my Disney experience and FastPass Plus a year into the test. Well, after I posted this on my Facebook page yesterday, I had somebody <laughs> who contacted me to give me some of the backstory of why they're doing this. Was I close with the brain trauma? Um, no. And it was for an entirely different, like, I wouldn't have thought of this, but what they're, what they're trying to do is to get the guests to change their perception of, you know how before with FastPass, it was like you sort of bypassed the line, right? It was sort of like you were cutting the line or, and you had your main line. They want you to, Disney now is wanting people to think of the FastPass line as the main line. And if there's any availability left, you would be in the line that didn't require a fast pass. So they've sort of like swapped it. I still don't think that so that's I, right. So Disney is basically I hate this. So da- Disney is basically doing with their guests what I'm trying to do with my nine week old puppy right now. Mm-hmm. Train them mm-hmm. into thinking this. and acting mm-hmm. a certain way. Yes. You know what? Tone deaf. Tone I don't deaf. usually hate things at Disney. I hate this. This is stupid. I mean, this is stupid. And 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 let me say this: you already have a measurable number of your hardcore, high affinity group fans that are this close to snapping, and then you do something stupid like this, where you take away a standby line, even as a test. This is a bad idea. This is a bad idea from day one. Okay, I understand you're having trouble making FastPass Plus work the way you need it to work. If your solution to that is to say you can't ride this ride, basically, unless you have a reservation to do it. Well, supposedly they're also opening up more availability. But but if you don't have a reservation, you can't ride. Right. I would have my money back no matter no, what absolutely. time of the day. Sorry, right. not for what you're charging. Not when a one-day ticket is going for $100. I would, you can't I would, do it. I would throw a holy fit. I hate this. I just think it's, you know, you think of the, the people that came just for this test now, that maybe this is their first time to Disney. Right. And all they've heard about is Toy Story Midway Mania. And they want to go, and they get up to the ride, and they go, oh, Sorry. I have, Can't to share, write it. I have to share a little bit of a story. Really good friends of ours, Heather is here, was here this past week. We had a chance to have dinner with her right before we left for the meet. And she was telling us about her experience with the Fast Pass Plus. Um, she's been a longtime Disney traveler. I'm going to let Kevin tell us some of what she said about it. But one of the things was she was staying for part of her stay concierge level. And if you're saying concierge level, you get to text your concierge and say, I want to go on Toy Story Midway Mania. And they text you back and say, okay, you've got a fast pass. Or you want to go on any ride, okay, you've got a okay. fast pass. So basically what's happening is Disney, in my opinion, is now gearing up for the next stage, which is paying for it either through your hotel stay or paying it for it through some advanced payment system. Well, that is what they're gearing up. But tell them what Heather said. It was very interesting um, about her n- new vision of going She says to she no longer feels like she's being taken care of or respected. She now feels that they've... Uh, it was an abundance. Disney ran by abundance. And if you wanted to wait in line an hour and a half, you could spend your entire day doing that. Mm-hmm. She now says that they're... 
They're making things limited. And she feels that's disrespectful. You not only pay $100 to get in, now Disney is trying to sell you something that, to hold your ticket media. She said at one point she felt like Disney was inclusive. Now it feels exclusive. Right. Like you have to be a certain person to be able yeah, to get I these experiences. That. And more and, and more, I'm, that's exactly what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't tell you how much I dislike this. And I think in my heart I saw this coming. Well, go ahead, Dustin. Oh, I just I, I just wanted to clear up something here. We're talking about this test going and, and kind of what the uh, ramifications of it could be. But I just want to kind of enlighten everybody on what I think this test will probably look like after having experienced a lot working at a lot of attractions and running silly little tests like this. What will probably happen is because now there's no standby line, you have, like Kathy said, a lot more availability because on any given day, by far, that is the majority of people who are on the attraction is the standby line. So what you'll probably see during this test is people who have already scheduled their fast passes just going in like normal, and then somebody uh, by the standby line standing outside with a iPad or some sort of My Magic Plus device. And if somebody comes up and says, I would like to get on the ride right now, if there's availability, they'll let them in. If not, they'll say, well, you can come back in a half hour or something. It'll They'll be addressing everybody that comes up. Still a terrible idea. Still. I don't care if that's what they're doing. It's a terrible idea. You know what? If I want to wait in line for a ride, let me wait in line for a ride. You want to do all this extra stuff, the fast pass? Okay, great. I've been a supporter. I think I've been a big supporter of everything they've been doing with my Disney experience. And one of the things I've been saying is give them time. They're going to get this right. They're going to tweak and adjust. And then they come up with this boneheaded idea. And I say to myself, oh, God, I hope I wasn't wrong. Um, I'm really, this really bothers me. I got to be honest. It really bothers me. But this, go ahead, Craig. And then I got to get to the top 10 because we're going to talk about this some more in the top 10. No, even going further, uh, whenever Sean and I were in Disneyland, we hit and we ran into a lot of problems because of my Disney experience and the whole new system and that we bought our annual passes out here. And they were supposed to be activated for both Disney World and Disneyland. And we got out there. We probably lost about three hours of total time every morning because apparently now, because Disney has made this complete switch over to um, RFID technology, now no longer the annual passes that work at both places, they don't work as well anymore. And now Disneyland has to call their IT or send them an email and have them switch it over. And this and it's supposed to take 24 hours. We were there 5 days. 5 o- days. We spent over $1000 on these passes that were supposed to get us into both parks. We had to wait for 30 minutes every day so that we could get a temporary ticket. And our pass did not work. It was completely invalid. And they said it would take they taken care of the first day and it wasn't. Losing so, out on discounts? No like discounts. The food discount. Uh, a lot of times they had to have supervisors override it, so then that's waiting another 10 minutes for a supervisor to come along. I would say overall, because of the technology with my Disney experience going into the cards, we probably wasted a total of five hours Absolutely. waiting. Well, mm-hmm. All right. Like I said, we have some more to talk about on, on this. I want to get to the top 10, top 10 threads because some of this stuff comes up in that. Number 10, stateroom Mickey ears and then some from our good friend I Drive Illumina on the DCL boards. I drive a Dodge Stratus. Um, number nine, just back yesterday, couldn't believe the crowds from Disney Freak Numero Uno on theme parks, attractions, and strategies. Number eight, Disney's Hollywood Studios about to change forever. Our teats 
on the rumors board. This was uh, about uh, um, frozen things. the frozen stuff uh, coming. Um, number seven, be our guest lunch fast pass FAQ thread from Andrew Willie on the Disney restaurants board. Um, number six, it has finally happened that the great Mesa Boy 2 and his FastPass Plus basic, basic infos and strategies thread has fallen. It stayed number one for pretty much most of the year, and uh, now it has fallen to number six. Great thread, wonderful thread, um, but it is number six for the month of September. Uh, number five, it's happening, Frozen at Epcot. This was the beginning of the discussion on the boards about Maelstrom going away and Frozen replacing it and the subsequent loss of mind that took place. Did you see uh, the boats? The People have been posting videos yes. of the boats going down 528. I know, yeah, I saw that. It was on my Facebook page. It's like, oh, my Lord. Um, okay, and I'm sorry. I'm one of the people that thinks it's long overdue that they do something with Maelstrom, honestly. It's boring. It was completely and utterly boring. It was time for it to go, but that's just me. Um, was it time for it to go, or was it time for it to become... About a Disney movie. Well, because it, it's now broken the that that ceiling, and you know why. You know what? If they if if they end up putting an e ticket, a true e ticket attraction in there, I think it'll be worth it. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, number four. Uh, wow, FastPass Plus is even worse than I imagined. <laughs> Restuso on the theme parks attraction and strategy boards. Um. And again, we're going to talk about this in a second. Number three, stupid stunt by Diz Forever on the theme park attractions and strategies board. This really, I hadn't heard about this. I don't know if any Is of you did. Is this the one on the boat? To the idiot who jumped off one of the friendship boats tonight on its way to the studios, you caused a lot of people a lot of aggravation and cost <laughs> Disney a whole lot of money. Boats had to stop running. People could not even use the walkway back to the Epcot resorts. We were all funneled to buses. Helicopters were called in along with boats and others to look for you. I hope they find you and your two stupid friends who were taking video of your stunt and took off running. I hope you weren't hurt, but I hope you turn yourself into Disney. Uh, turn yourself in so Disney knows you're not out there floating somewhere. Stupid, stupid stunt. I don't share that sentiment. I hope you got a brain-eating amoeba. <laughs> and, you, and you won't get hurt because you have no brain. There's nothing for the amoeba to eat. Get back on the door, Jack. <laughs> um, it's not that hard. Why did, they, why did they close the walkway? <laughs> I think they... I don't know. They needed a But, I mean, is, that's oh, the height... That's the height of stupidity. Mm-hmm. And probably for something to put up on YouTube. Oh, but yeah. now they're afraid to put it up because right. they're probably going to have the authorities coming after them. All right. Our number two thread this month comes from Kodiak Court on Theme Park's board. Is anyone getting as turned off as I am? Just for some background, I live in Florida and have been going to Disney for over 40 years. Recently, though, I've noticed changes that are turning me off to want to visit or spend my money there. Disney, are you listening? For example, the FastPass Plus thing and having to plan before you go, ending the American Adventure Fife and Drum Corps and not replacing it with any other patriotic program, people reserving throwaway campsites at Fort Wilderness just to get their magic bands and don't get me started on those, and now we're going to have to start paying between 10 and $20 just to park at Downtown Disney, oh, and Starbucks, the list goes on. These are just a few of the things at the tip of my fingers. Sorry, had to vent. Now, the responses that came in after this uh, we're a mixture. Some people absolutely agreed. Other, people's, other people disagreed. Um, but 
been going to Disney for over 40 years. And Kodiak Court is not the only person who feels like this. And I have been one of the people, and I'm going to be honest, my commentary right now was a lot different yesterday than before I read about this test. I have been one of the people that have been saying for a year now, give this, give this a chance. Give this a chance. Disney will make this right. Disney will do it right. They're testing. They want the guest experience to be good. I have to take that back. If this is the future, if the future is e-ticket attractions now will no longer have standby lines, or this is some kind of Pavlovian attempt to change perception on the part of their guests, to train their guests, then Disney has failed with my Disney experience and Fast Pass Plus. They have failed. I agree. They have taken something away and not something insignificant. They have taken away choice. They have taken away the right of a guest paying an extreme sum of money. I don't care whether you are a day guest, whether you are staying concierge at the Grand Floridian. I don't care who you are. You are paying real money to be in that park. And now they are starting to whittle away choice. This will be the breaking point for a lot of people if this is allowed to go through. We have been seeing these posts on the boards for a long time now. Uh, Posts like this one and many others. 30% of this month's, of last month's top 10 threats were all about people having problems with this system. It's a year in, we're still in test mode. And instead of, you know, and I've seen some things get better. I've seen them change some things. But then they come up with this new test on Toy Story Mania, and this is a bad idea. And I say my commentary right now is different than what I had originally planned. Because I was going to say to Kodiak Court, no, I'm not turned off. Yes, there are changes. Yes, things are, are happening. Um... But we have to be able to embrace that. We have to be able to embrace some of these changes. And that at the end of the day, no matter what Disney changes, and this is still true, no matter what Disney changes about FastPass Plus or about My Disney Experience or the app or any of that other stuff, nothing they can do will take away the memories that I have in those parks. Nothing they can do will take away the experiences I have had in those parks. It is incumbent upon me, and like I said, this is still true. It is incumbent upon me to take a look at what's there at Disney World and how I can make new experiences and new memories with my friends and my family and work around the system. I love Disney. I'm not about to stop going. And I know a lot of people have been saying, well, that's it. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Only to go back. So here's my challenge to you. If you're really fed up, then stop going. Stop going. I think, I, Disney's, I think Disney yeah. is making a mistake. I think Disney is making a mistake with this test. I hope it is short-lived. I hope the outcry from guests is so strong that they say, okay, no, we can't touch this. We cannot touch the standby lines. We have to give people the choice to wait online for an attraction that they just paid several thousand dollars to be able to ride and not force them to use an app and not force them to make a reservation for it. Let them go and get in line like, a, like we have done for years. 
But beyond that, beyond any of that, if you're really fed up, then stop going. I am not going to stop going. I'm not going to stop getting my annual pass. I can still go and have the experiences I want to have. That's for me, though. That's personal to me. It's different for everyone. I respect everyone's decision. But I see so much of this. I see so much of this, I'm done, I'm finished. No, you're not. Knock it off. You're not finished. If you are, then just stop going. Just stop going. And that's what I wanted to say. With all that said, though, for next week's poll, we want to know how you feel about this. What's the number one thread? Oh, I didn't get there, did I? Yeah. I stopped at number two. I got so taken with my own voice. Um, <laughs> oh, the number one thread? Like you said, fast pass plus basic info and strategies fell from, fell, from, fell from grace. It was replaced by fast pass plus basic info and strategies part two. The thread had to get closed because it reached 250 pages. So Mesa Boy, you're fine. So that's the number one thread. But that wasn't a good segue. I know. We have I haven't been in a Disney park in about a year. See, and I'm missing it. I'm missing it. I haven't been in a couple of months. We talked about this on the, on the live show in New England. What we've discovered, though, is that our Disney dollars are going to other experiences. Right. We may not be going to Walt Disney World, but we're enjoying Disney at different levels. Disney, right. Right. And that's in a whole other conversation. It's too long. So, yeah. but. so for next week's poll, we do want to know how you feel. So this is our question for this week. With all the changes that have been happening at Walt Disney World, the construction, magic bands, Fast Pass Plus, Maelstrom, the Fife and Drum Corps, Off-Kelter being removed, just to name a few, is the magic gone? Are you done with Disney or looking forward to the future? Head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash and let us know what you think. We'll have the results on next week's show. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. We hope you enjoyed it. Coming up next, the show that was recorded in New England at the New England Disney to raise money for Give Kids the World, where we talk about how we became Disney fans, and we hear from some of our folks in attendance on how they became Disney fans. Great show. Be sure to tune in for that. And thanks for joining us. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week.